1: Welcome to Hard Currency, the podcast from the Financial Times on the $5 trillion foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz. And the penultimate pre-Christmas trading week brought a flurry of central bank meetings, many of which had a whiff of policymakers saying and doing the bare minimum for fear of upsetting their office Christmas party plans. The Fed, as expected, raised rates in a dovish way. The Bank of England held rates in a predictably non event way. And the European Central Bank barely mustered the energy to issue a statement as it too held rates steady, although it did revise upwards its growth and inflation forecasts. So everyone feels like it's clearing the decks for 2018. With me to discuss what we can expect in the early months of the new year is Nick Gartside, International Chief Investment Officer in Fixed Income at JP Morgan Asset Management. Nick. What? tiny nuggets did you learn from the central banks this week?
0: The key nuggets this week were all about growth. When you look at all these different central banks around the world, virtually all of them revised their growth forecasts higher. And that lays the foundation, actually, for a really strong 2018 when you look at the growth perspective.
1: Yes. And, and particularly, I think we were watching the ECB meeting and thinking it was going to be quite dull. But then Draghi, you know, talks about these forecasts going up. Uh, were they dramatically higher, would you say? Or? Oh,
0: very much so. When you yeah. look at 2018, you've got growth upgraded by half a percent. That is huge in terms of what a central bank does in terms of the growth trajectory. In reality, what Drag is doing there is marking the ECB to market. When you look at the Eurozone, it's the international yes. economic success story at the moment.
1: And yet the reaction from, at least on the, on the on foreign exchange market, seemed to be pretty muted. Even the US retail sales were very good, but there was very little movement around it. may have been Euro-dollar cancelling each other out, but is this end-of-year closing books territory? You know, What do you think?
0: V- very much so. This is classic end-of-year stuff, but of course it lays the seed oh. for quite a... A nice surprise when you look at next year yes. because markets are still really complacent
1: when you look at what's priced for central banks. So watch out for that first week in the new year, that first trading week. That could be quite fun. There was a bit of, um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of fun to be had elsewhere this week. Norway was signaling it might move earlier on rates than expected. Swiss National Bank raised its inflation forecast. Australia came out with some stunning job numbers. So the trend towards policy normalisation is picking up a bit. Do you agree?
0: Oh, very much so and that in a sense is the key for 2017 that you've got growth virtually everywhere across the globe growing at a much higher rate than it has done in previous years and if you think back uh, there's always been somewhere with a problem whether it was the US the eurozone or emerging markets this year that's no longer the case growth globally is accelerating At a pretty strong
1: rate. Okay, let's look a little bit more at the themes of 2017 and and ask you which ones are going to continue into 2018 or what might be the variabilities. Inflation. Do you think we are going to have this breakthrough in inflation?
0: Well, we'll see on inflation. I mean, everyone said inflation will go up in previous years, and it hasn't. One thing to watch, though, in 2017 has been investment spend. And when you look at investment spend, and this is a global perspective, again, that's rocketed higher in 2017. And of course, that's key. You get more investment spend, in theory at least, you can get productivity gains, you get that. We can get to the holy grail, perhaps, of wage uh, inflation in 2018. That should be on everyone's checklist.
1: Okay, Um, As we've said, policy normalisation, we expect that to carry on next year. That's going to be another one. The dollar and the euro. I mean, we've had a strong sense of the euro having a great rally. Are we going to see it picked up again next year?
0: Very much so. When you look at euro-dollar in 2018... No reason it can't end the year one hundred thirty one hundred thirty five. That's a bold, aggressive forecast, but of course step back to the economic reality. You've got a Eurozone economy growing very robustly. You've got a monetary policy setting that set At an emergency level, Mm. is the eurozone in an emergency? Clearly not. Mm. So you can go from an emergency level of policy, perhaps to a low level. And that minus 40 can perhaps become zero or the market can price that. And that's the point. At the moment, of course, the market is pricing nothing in terms of the ECB. It isn't.
1: And, and um, what does that mean for equities? Equities have clearly enjoyed this period of monetary policy, which is now changing. How do you think, will equities manage a slow retreat as we move into policy normalisation?
0: It depends on the pace, doesn't it? And yeah. I think we've had a good indicator of that this year when you look at the US. We've had three rate increases uh, and of course it's been a great year for equity markets. No reason it couldn't be the same in terms of the Eurozone.
1: Political risk, you know, we talked about it more times than I care to remember on this podcast. We have some interesting thoughts this this week. First of all, we have the announcement of the Italian election being on March the fourth. Some awareness that the German coalition talks haven't been sorted. Markets will probably treat this as fairly. You know, you know, wake us up when it happens. But do you think political risk is on the wane in in general as a concept for, for for markets?
0: I think markets treat it the right way, and I mean that's to say that very difficult to model political risk. When it happens, at markets reprice. So you think back to Brexit, uh, the result is the result. Um, but then, of course, sterling reprices and, 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 and markets find a level. Um, one way to use the political risk, of course, is that that source of volatility, be careful what you wish for, but can provide an opportunity.
1: Yes. And have we priced in Trump disappointment? And is the market no longer? Is it fairly phlegmatic about Trump these days as it was say, 12 months ago when he wasn't even president then?
0: I think so, very much so. And uh, I think when we look at things like tax reform in the US, that's a mild upside in terms of things like economic growth. Is
1: 2018 going to be a year of continued low volatility?
0: Vol, in theory, should rise a little because we've got much more activist central banks. As central banks reduced policy settings, it sucked vol out, of course, as they... uh, remove policy settings, it should push vol uh, back in a little. Maybe the way it's seen, though, is behind the index. So when you look at, say, a lot of indices, um, they they don't move much. I'm thinking of credit indices now. But behind the index, you get a lot of dispersion between companies uh, that uh, perform very well, companies that perform very badly. You see it actually in emerging markets, where look at local emerging market bonds. Some have performed very strongly this year, some a lot less so.
1: Okay. Um, so, uh, given all that, do you remember, was it 12 or 18 months ago, we were all talking about the policymakers uh, handing over the baton to the politicians? Yeah, they'd done their, their lot. This has been the, the biggest myth going, really, hasn't it? Next year is going to be them, them holding on to that baton, you know, even more firmly than they had before. Maybe, but two ways to think of that. The the other way to think of that, of course, is that when you
0: look at the fiscal side, there is mild evidence of fiscal slippage. We've talked about the US tax reform. Mm. That will add to the US deficit. When you think back to what the UK government did in the autumn statement, that will increase the size of deficits. We'll see what happens in the Eurozone. But at the margin, deficits are up slightly.
1: Right, Nick. 2018, the shocks. Where are they going to come from? All and the surprises.
0: The, the surprise, uh, an odd one from a bond investor, growth is significantly stronger. Remember, there's always a lagged impact uh, when you get economic growth. We've had 2017 as a transition year. It's been above trend growth all year. We could well see uh, the lagged impact of that next year. Yes.
1: I, I suspect that the surprise is going to be the the market overreaction to to big shifts in inflation. I think there's uh, it will need to correct itself over, over a period. But I think it's it's less less so much what the data is, but more than how the markets will react. It feels like the market's pent up and ready to react, take a strong conviction somewhere along the lines.
0: That's fair. And again, when you look at things like, say, 10-year Treasury yields for six or eight weeks now have been in a 10 basis point range. That's a coiled spring about to react to something.
1: Okay. Just bringing this to a conclusion, Nick, what Were the the top trades of 2017, where did you clearly do well, if you called it, and and, and how many people do you actually think called whatever top trade you're about to say?
0: So it was things like credit. So some of the very big surprises were not just high yield credit, but of course investment grade uh, bonds, they performed. The biggest surprise of all probably was treasuries one of the most boring instruments in the world, yes. but of course it returned at two and a half percent at a time when
1: the fed increased rates um okay uh so those those are your those were the top trades, so I'm going to give you a choice you can you can tell me the top trade for the first quarter of twenty eighteen or you can go the whole hog and give me the whole of twenty eighteen what 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 top trades are you looking out for
0: so top trades. Investors need to go to where the growth is, and uh, one, a few ways to access uh, the growth markets. The first is emerging markets, huge beneficiary when you get economic growth. The second, actually, is still credit, um, and particularly high-yield bonds, uh, both in Europe and the US. OK.
1: Just give me a final call on euro-dollar. Where do you think it's going to end up this time next year? 135. Wow, that's bullish. That's very, very strong. That's because you think that uh, because of tapering in the ECB is going to be the main driver.
0: And the market will price the ECB moving that deposit rate. Whether
1: they move it or not, we'll see. The market will price it, though. Okay. My thanks to Nick Gartside of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. That's it from hard currency for 2017. We'll be back in the first week of January. So until then, have a good Christmas. Enjoy the new year festivities and see you again for hard currency in 2018. Until then, it's goodbye.